Hello and welcome to Criminal Profiling Episode 17 and Part 2 of Dr. Matthew Falder. Last week we did some criminal profiling with Dr. Falder. We came up with four words that we could count on that were part of his crimes or life. Those words were deception, blackmail, sadism, and control. For those of you who are not familiar with my process, basically I uh, build a word list and I expect to know what's in a chart before I ever do the chart. And uh, this is how I teach it. You must know what's in the chart before ever doing it. Um, and how you do that is you take attributes of a crime or criminal. It could be behaviors, mannerisms, the MO, the signature. You take something that you can count on 100%. You get a word out of that. That word corresponds to a particular planet, sign, or house, or, or astrological combination. That astrological combination or planet must be outstanding in their chart 100% of the time. And that's how you stay on track, and that's how I uh, operate. So last week we had some 100% words, but we also had what I call tentative words that didn't make the 100% list. Some of those words were pedophilia, computers, and voyeurism. I chose not to use pedophilia for Matthew Falder because he didn't focus enough only on children. He didn't go out and try to abduct any. He didn't try to meet any. Uh, many of his crimes had nothing to do with children. He also engaged in crimes that had to do with full-grown men and women. So that's not a focus enough on pedophilia to warrant me using that word. This is also why I chose computers as a tentative, because that's not what he does for a living. It doesn't seem to be his primary area of study or interest or even hobby, building and tearing down computers. He doesn't seem to be focused enough on computers for me to warrant looking them up. Because Matthew is constantly being referred to as a pedophile, one of UK's worst pedophiles, that sort of thing, it's necessary for us to dig a little deeper into this and resolve it once and for all type of thing. So let's take a look at this. What is a pedophile? Well, it's someone attracted to children or babies. It might be a male or female or both, right? So is they're saying that Matthew is in some way attracted to children, maybe in a perverse way or whatever, etc., etc. But looking at Matthew's chart, we see somebody who, well... Perhaps Matthew isn't attracted to children. Perhaps he hates the little fuckers. Perhaps he couldn't care less about children. And if we'd look at it that way, that actually makes more sense in Matthew's chart. He's got Venus, the planet of attraction, opposite Mars. And Venus is little girls, Mars is little boys. Venus opposite Mars. It could be a little hatred in there. could be a disdain for kids. He's also got Venus square Saturn. And Mars square Saturn, little girls and little boys, square Saturn means coldness, hate, uh, and whatnot like that. So this is someone who, or someone who could care less about them because the emotions are cut off, right? Venus square Saturn, Mars square Saturn, you hate girls and little girls and boys. He could have some anger issues that are repressed because Mars is in Pisces, and it is part of this combination of uh, Venus opposite Mars. So what if uh, Matthew disliked children? couldn't care less about them, wasn't actually attracted to them sexually. This would be more accurate to say than that he would be attracted to them. Now, there could be some perversity there, certainly. We do have Mercury square Neptune, and that combination is a bit perverse, but it doesn't talk about children specifically. Venus opposite Mars talks about children specifically in some ways. Venus and Mars square Saturn talks about children in some ways. It's more likely that he couldn't care less about kids, if you ask me. Another word I chose to keep tentative was voyeurism. And that's because later on, the bulk of his crimes that he got charged with had nothing to do with uh, voyeurism. These were other people under threat. They had to film themselves 
doing degrading things or hurtful things to others, and then sent him the film, which he then puts on the darknet. So this isn't really voyeurism at this point. Although he did engage in voyeurism in regards to filming his housemates, it may have been for a different reason. Because it doesn't come out anywhere that he continues this behavior or that he gets off on it or anything like that. It seems to be strictly for the pain, the suffering, the humiliation, and, uh, you know, taking control of people's lives, perhaps, things like that. So that's why I'm keeping uh, voyeurism as um, a tentative. He just didn't focus on it enough for me to put it to the forefront. Last episode, I closed by saying that if I had to pick a tentative to continue working with, out of pedophile, computers, and voyeur, I would pick computers. And that's because a pedophile is just too vague. He focused on many other things other than children. Um, voyeur, very close. I mean, he did engage in it, but it didn't seem to be his focus and his intent. There seemed to be something more to his needing to film people other than getting off, you might say, and just watching them in private. But for this episode, let's say that we know all about Matthew Falder. We've looked into him as a suspect and all the others. We know he's a geophysicist. We know he was raised in a very rich family, went to Cambridge, that uh, he focuses on seismic uh, oceanography, things like that. And we can work with his chart in that sort of manner. So let's take a look at a few aspects of his chart. Let's say we're looking up his career. Uh, we notice that uh, he's a geophysicist, with, which uses uh, geology, math, and physics. But his focus is on seismic oceanography. Seismic pertains to earthquakes and vibrations and the Earth's crust, um, vibrations of an enormous proportion. Seismic oceanography uses sound waves and, um, to study the physical properties of the ocean, and so on and so forth. So looking at the chart, we note that Matthew has Mars and Pisces, square Uranus and Sagittarius, which is interesting because Mars is the ruling planet for movement. It represents movement. Of course, Pisces is the ocean, and Uranus rules earthquakes and whatnot. So the Mars and Pisces, square Uranus in Sagittarius, Sagittarius ruling higher learning and university. So this is actually um, very descriptive of someone who would study seismic oceanography. Attached to Uranus is the planet of math, Saturn, Saturn conjunct Uranus. And attached to those two are Neptune, which is the ruling planet for Pisces, the ocean. So the three planets in conjunction also form a small stellium. And this matches Matthew in the fact that he was a doctor and he's highly intelligent. So he's got Saturn conjunct Uranus conjunct Neptune, all conjoined. Neptune, of course, is in Capricorn, representing the Earth and Saturn and Uranus in Sagittarius for higher learning. This also reflects um, the fact that he's studying the Earth, the Earth's crust. Keep in mind that this information we're going through is absolutely meaningless in terms of separating suspects or working with crime. We're just merely pointing out that Matthew's uh, focus in life, his uh, higher education, is shown very clearly in his chart. What does pertain to the crimes is the fact that our offender is very good with computers. Uh, but this could come out in a number of ways. But do we see anything supporting that in this particular chart? If we're looking at Matthew's chart, yes, because computers, Uranus, is part of that stellium. Saturn, concentration, conjunct Uranus, conjunct Neptune for intuition, staying hidden. Remember that he, this person wants to stay hidden. And Neptune is the ruling planet of Pisces. And Mars is in Pisces. He's working under the radar and trying to remain hidden and anonymous. 
Next, we can take a look at that word voyeurism. Uh, we know he engaged in it, but we don't know the full intent. We don't know if he does this on the side and watches people and it's a sexual thing and not all of it makes it to the dark web, or is his focus really uh, control and humiliation and whatnot, and that the voyeurism is just something he uses to achieve that end, in which case voyeurism would really not be the focus. So looking at the chart, do we see any uh, aspects or combinations that might reflect voyeurism or that type of behavior? And the answer is yes, and yes in a big way. Mercury, square, Neptune, in and of itself, that aspect is very voyeuristic in nature. Mercury rules the mental mind, Neptune rules film, deceptiveness, and we've got Mercury, square Neptune. So this perfectly reflects someone who films someone in secret and is deceptive, Mercury, square Neptune. Jumping ahead and into the courts, we can note that the judge would sum Matthew up as being cunning, persistent, manipulative, and cruel. We should be able to find all four of these words in his chart because this should reflect reality as it revealed itself to the judge. Let's begin with the word cunning. Cunning as a word does not pertain to Neptune, the more deceptive one. Cunning is more Mercury, Mercury the trickster. So we can look at the chart, and it does match up with Neptune because we have that Mercury square Neptune. So yes, that would reveal someone who could be cunning. The word persistent uh, is interesting. It, it's revealed in uh, many ways in the chart. Uh, we can begin with um, Sun in conjunct Mars, the Sun sextile Saturn. We've got Saturn conjunct Uranus conjunct Neptune in that um, small stellium. We've got Mars square Saturn. All of these things can show persistence. Mars sextile Jupiter can show persistence. So there's a lot in his chart which could show persistence. I love that the judge used the word manipulative, and I'll tell you why. Manipulative, as a word by itself, could involve many different combinations because a person can be manipulative in many different ways. But in Matthew's case, he was manipulative in a very deceptive sort of way. So manipulative involves mercury, the mind, for communications, but he's being very deceptive in this type of manipulation. Deceptive is Neptune. Matthew has Mercury square Neptune. So it was the perfect word for the judge to use. The last word he called him is cruel. And we can see cruelty uh, reflected, um, especially in, like in Matthew's chart, with uh, Venus square Saturn, Mars square Saturn, that combination there. Those uh, two aspects alone can produce that cruelty with a little help from the sun in conjunct Mars. And that would be because the sun is in Scorpio in conjunct Mars in Pisces. Something else we can look into but very tentatively is that the offender had victims from all around the world and that authorities from all around the world were trying to capture them. Of course, when you're dealing with the net, that automatically opens you up to the entire world. It's the World Wide Web. But we could look at this in, uh, you know, tentatively and say, Does, is there anything in there? And yes, there is a little bit there. Because if we're looking at his actions, the covert actions, Mars in Pisces, they are square to both Saturn and Uranus in Sagittarius. And Sagittarius deals with culture, worldwide issues, things like this. So that's a little bit there that's reflective, but you wouldn't want to uh, put too much weight in on that. That's something that uh, is just as an aside. According to his peers, Matthew was a real hoot, had a quite a sense of humor. So for this, you would look for the imagination, perhaps, like Neptune. You would look into Mercury, who's the trickster, and the joker, and the jester, the harlequin. 
things like that. You might look to someone who's got a really quirky sense of humor. He might have Mercury Uranus. Uh, he might be imaginative, like a Mercury a Neptune. And this is what we've got with Matthew, of course. We've got Mercury square Neptune. And that's great for somebody who might have a bit of a perverse sense of humor, but a good sense of humor nonetheless. It is noted. Looking into Matthew's crimes and what he did to other people, we can note that Matthew was probably not a copycat in getting his ideas from other people because he has so much inventiveness and originality himself. Uh, those two words, inventiveness and, and originality, come from Uranus. He's got Venus square Uranus, Mars square Uranus. He's also very imaginative and funny. That's Neptune for imagination. He's got Mercury square Neptune. So likely he's coming up with his own ideas and not being a copycat. So, with that in consideration, we note that his actions had a line. He didn't go beyond. And that line is that line into the Plutonian area, which I mentioned in the last episode. Had Pluto been involved more in his crimes, his crimes would have been much more deadly, much deeper. There could have been mutilations, uh, cut off the baby's hands, send it to the mother, that sort of thing, right? But he didn't get anybody to go that far. He had a line he didn't cross. So he's gross, and he does all sort of degradations and cruelty. But do, is that noted in the chart? Yes. The cruelty could be Mars square Saturn. Cruelty and coldness towards children, Venus square Saturn, right? And his inventiveness, of course, is uh, Venus square Uranus, Mars square Uranus, that sort of thing. He's working covertly. He's got Mars and Pisces for the covertness of Pisces, working behind the scenes. It all kind of fits, and it shows that line that he didn't cross. So let's say that we didn't know who the offender was yet. We had three or four people on the table. We're trying to get through them. We note that the offender did not cross that line over to mutilation. There was a line they didn't go beyond into that Plutonian area that I mentioned in the last episode. Well, we would get to Matthew's chart, and we would say, hey, look at his Pluto. There's nothing wrong with it, but he does have coldness cruelty, coldness towards children in particular, or towards people. You know, he would need that coldness um, to torture people in the first place. Uh, but he also has cruelty and whatnot going on with the Mars square Saturn. So this is very fitting with the offender. Also, he's quite morbid, the Venus square Saturn. Saturn can be very morbid. Uh, Pluto takes it beyond the morbid into that mutilation area. So Matthew's chart is very in keeping with the offender we're looking for. If we were to look for a weakness in Matthew, we would find it in Mercury square Neptune because that's the only major aspect it makes. It's weak. It has no support from anyone else. So in this case, we're looking at somebody who's prone to self-deception as well as being deceptive themselves to others. So as much as Matthew might deceive someone, he is also likely to be deceived by someone else. And I believe that's how they caught Matthew in the end, is that a law enforcement agent got him talking, deceived him into putting out enough information that they were uh, able to nab him. There's always the chance that he could be absent-minded with this uh, aspect as well and make a, a fatal mistake. He, though he does have Saturn conjunct Neptune conjunct Uranus, that stellium that involves both uh, Sagittarius and Capricorn. So he is highly intelligent and cautious. So uh, that helps him a little bit, but that chance that he could slip up is always there. Matthew was always described as the life of the party, you might say. And um, we can look for that in the chart, and we see that in a number of ways. We see the Sun sextile Uranus, and we see Mercury square Neptune, which is great for the imagination and whatnot. 
Uh, we also have Venus square Uranus and Mars square Uranus. So this guy can be very exciting, unorthodox, sparkling, you know, that sort of thing, and appear larger than life through those uh, channels. The viewer may also be taking note that he's got Mercury in the social sign Libra. And it is social, but not as social as, say, Gemini. So he's going to need downtime. He's a little more focused. Um, he's also got Venus in Virgo, so he's attracted also to study. And this brings us back to the T-square I mentioned in the last episode, and which I promised to come back to, and we'll do that now. So we have Venus opposite Mars, both of them square Saturn and Uranus, forming a double T-square. So we have Venus in Virgo, love of study. We have Mars in Pisces, and Mars is square Uranus. And so that reflects seismic oceanography. So we have Venus opposite Mars, and both square Saturn and Uranus in Sagittarius. Well, Sagittarius rules higher education and university. So Venus opposite Mars, square Saturn, and Uranus in Sagittarius is his career in a nutshell. If we apply this T-square to crime, well, we get Venus opposite Mars, which could be a disdain or even hatred. We get Venus square Saturn, which is very cold. And the fact that Venus is in Virgo, an Earth sign, and calculating itself, that's extra cold, right? We have Mars square Saturn, which could be torture and uh, cold actions and cruel actions. So we have Venus opposite Mars square Saturn. That is very outstanding. So this T-square aptly describes what Matthew did on the dark net. The cruelty, the torture, and all the rest of it on the World Wide Web, Saturn and Uranus in Sagittarius reaching out worldwide. However, it does not include the voyeurism of Mercury square Neptune, which was kind of separate. That was the thing to do with his uh, roommates, right? So that's interesting. When people hear of uh, Matthew Falder, of course, they see him as a pedophile because that's how he's being labeled, a pedophile, someone attracted to children. But as we've seen, that is not the case with this particular individual. And so I want to show an example of an individual who is, in fact, attracted to children. So the person I've chose to look into is a man named Robert Black. Those who are interested in true crime probably already know of Robert Black. He's from England. He's killed, uh, he was attracted to just young girls, not young boys, and that's another reason I chose him. Very specific, but he's a, a pedophile that went after only young girls. He killed, four, he was a serial killer who killed at least four young girls. So let's take a look at his chart. We can go right to Venus because we know that Venus rules young girls, Mars rules young boys, Robert is only interested in young girls, specifically Venus. So we can turn to Venus and we can note that Venus is in Pisces, the emotions, the deep emotions, and it is square to Uranus. Venus square Uranus is sudden and powerful attractions. So here we have sudden and powerful attractions involving young girls. This is kind of what we're looking for when someone's actions need to be reflected in a chart. Let's look at it like that. You're going to say, okay, I'm going to give you the chart of a pedophile. Can you point something out about who he might be attracted to? And then they're going to look at this chart and they're going to say, oh my goodness, Mercury is conjunct Mars. That's extremely powerful. This guy wants to communicate strongly and identify strongly with young boys. This is going to lead you astray immediately and put your train right off the tracks, right off the bat. This is why we go by an offender's actions and look for that to be reflected in a chart. We'll see you next episode.